Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we discuss the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 36, and my name is Arun Kumar, and I'm the driver, and I'm here today with my co-host, Dan Larue. How are you, Dan? I'm doing all right. Good morning, Arun. Uh, not going to lie, listeners, uh, I apologize if my sound sounds a little wacky. I'm on a new computer. Now nah, we we got all that sorted out ahead of time, I think. Yeah, well, what, what scares me, though, is that the bar on Zencaster doesn't show any wavelengths. Oh, it does on my side. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, perfect. Good. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, and I know there are people out there who didn't know this, Dan and I are not in the same room when we record these podcasts. Uh, we're actually multiple time zones away from each other in different states. And we use this program that basically gives us a video call platform and then has each of us record our sound locally and then syncs it up online for us and then hosts the podcast for us. And it's a pretty great platform. Actually, it has some bugs, so I'm not going to plug it too hard. But for, for those of us in the sort of scenario that Dan and I have, it works quite well most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. Uh, and, until you bugs. get a until you get a new computer and uh, things don't aren't set the way it was on the old one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's true for any podcast recording. Is that you you get all your settings dialed and then you don't taint, don't touch them. You just leave them where they're at, yeah, and, right? <laughs> and it makes everything run fairly efficiently when you're because you don't want to ha- spend half an hour before a podcast just calibrating microphones and cameras Mm-mm. and yeah no. i know i know people who are really into the tech side of that who do that and you know i am not into the tech side of all this i'm into the content and i like what i get out of podcasts and so i wanted to make one to hopefully share some of that value and and therefore it, it's you know i i bought the things on Amazon that people told me to buy. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) But we did start actually downloading and editing our, our podcasts in post as of last week. We're not just letting Zencaster do all the editing for us, which is a good. Thank you. Upload bug. (laughs) Yeah. It'll hopefully improve our overall quality. So quick reminder, if you like what you're hearing, Tell your friends, tell your co-founders, your co-drivers, your car club, your gym buddies, your co-lifters. Is that the other word for for gym buddies? Maybe. Uh, your co-fitness people. Um, and leave a review. I think, you know, we'll do a live review check here, actually. I don't Ooh. know how many reviews we have, but we can... Kind of like fan mail. I like it. Fan mail. <laughs> we scroll down. <sighs> 4.5. That's all. That's all we got. Nothing cool to say yet. But yeah, please Aww. leave a review. I want to read your review on the podcast and we'll give you a shout out and tell funny stories about you. I think I think that's appealing. Yeah. To, to the listeners. <laughs> uh, so, update. I just did a software update on my old computer my 2013 macbook air oh we'll see if it works i don't really know what's gonna happen you said 2013 Uh, yep 20 bought it right before college 
yeah my my macbook pro was a late 2013 and uh i'd be scared to turn that on now I, it might blow up what's nice about the the airs is that they had so few moving parts that there's like very little to go wrong yeah well one of my my coworkers here at the office actually is using a macbook air to run windows and it, it's <laughs> it, it's slower but it runs seems like they're just handicapping themselves when computers are so cheap there's no reason to you know go the boot camp route if you don't have to you don't I, have I mean, to run both i, I agree I, I but you know he at the time it made sense he's old school windows guy didn't really want to learn how to <laughs> use mac but now i'm like dude get a new computer <laughs> right yeah well okay so title of the podcast normal isn't real and is that the right title maybe we're in the pursuit of excellence that doesn't mean we're there yet but this is one of those things that it's it's a catchy title but we're really talking about the emergence of the popularity of self-improvement influencers and how i don't know if it's going in the right direction basically is is the the message here and to that end there are self-improvement influencers that i would call normal people who are showing us what the good life with a bunch of money they're showing us how fit they are they're showing us how happy they are with their families that's sort of the normal self-improvement influencer is just sort of that stuff and then you've got the self-improvement influencers that are more memes in today's world and they're the most popular so what i where i want to go with this is basically if you want to be popular on social media you can you can be yourself and that's going to dictate your popularity but if you have a specific message and this goes back to basically the driven core value of lead by example if you have a valuable message to share being yourself may not get you all of the popularity in the world because you may not be memeable or whatever it is you're not necessarily going to become a celebrity doing that but you are going to be a positive influence to people. And so being quote unquote normal for yourself, which really isn't normal, is where the value really lies in yourself. But we're going to talk about some of the trends in recent social media influencers' appearances in pop culture and how that compares to real popular celebrities in the world and, and what it really means for the self-improvement space, at least from my observation, and, and we'll see where it takes us. So Dan, I want to start with talking about David Goggins. And I would like for you to recount our exchange earlier this week in which we talked about David Goggins. Yeah, so 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 Rune texts me out of blue and goes, do you know who David Goggins Goggins is? I'm like, yeah, I knew he was like a, a seal and a motivational speaker, uh, but like, I don't follow him personally. But knew I knew of the name, 
so Rune asked me, you know, can you like go, you know, do some studying on his TikToks before this podcast? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I, I can do that. And I, and I started looking at him and I'm like, Arun, what exactly am I looking at? I just see him as this like really awesome hype man has done some crazy ultra marathons, uh, you know, has a best selling book. And he in a room responds with, uh, did you see the meme TikToks about him? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I was like, maybe I should scroll some further, uh, which I did prior to this podcast this morning. And and I, I found a few and there's like some that was like, you know, we're going to be the first people uh, to set foot on Mars and then they get to Mars and there's David Goggins running an ultra marathon on Mars. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK, I, I understand what Arun's talking about now is that he's just such a in your face influencer and aggressive that there are other creators out there or other influencers in sort of the same space that kind of memed him a little bit uh, because he's just he's just so outgoing with and passionate about what he's trying to sell you, which is, which is why, like when I see those first, you know, a few TikToks that are at the top of the page, why I would perceive him as, Oh, he's just this awesome hype man. That's done some ridiculous things. You said who's done some ridiculous things. Yeah. 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 The he's, he's set the pull up record, Guinness book of world records, pull up record for, for number of pull ups in 24 hours. He's won, I believe, or at least placed very highly in some of the most brutal ultra marathons in the world. He's known for mostly those two things. <laughs> I would right. Say. Yeah. Or at least those are his his uh, biggest accomplishments, I'll say, maybe. Now, I've read both of his books. I've followed him on social media. I've listened to his message. He, he does pitch a very empowering, strong message. And I remember when I first read his first book, I found myself wanting to work harder just in general because he clearly, clearly is overcoming the odds with sheer effort in everything that he does. And it's just this sort of competitive thing inside of me that says, you know, if I want to sleep in, if I want to roll over in bed and, and turn off the alarm and go back to sleep, you know, he's not doing that kind of no matter what if, and, and there's memes about that. And you, <laughs> there's the, the Forrest Gump meme that says, me at 3 a.m. after watching David Goggins motivational videos for two hours and it's Forrest Gump getting up off the porch and starting his run across the country. <laughs> you know, it's it's stuff that makes you, it compels you to act in ways that are positive for yourself, which is great, which is absolutely great. But big, big caveat here when it turns into memes where people are finding him running an ultra marathon on mars or you're trying to take a rest day and david goggins is yelling in your ear <laughs> and you can't escape him from a family guy clip whatever it is it's turned into something where people laugh about his level of effort and what's interesting 
is I did a little research before this. I don't usually do research to prepare for podcasts, but I did some research. And now I follow a lot of self-improvement influencers. Obviously, I am the guy quoting all of them and I, I'm doing a lot of the same things as far as content that I put out there. And, you know, I'm plugged into it, obviously. You can you can kind of see I'm I'm smoking with the rolling or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> And, um, and, you know, one of the first introductions for me into the self-improvement space was Jocko Willink. We've talked about him a lot on this, on this, uh, podcast. That was pretty much my first as well. And he's been around for quite a while. So I mm-hmm. think his, he wrote his book in 2015 or published it in 2015. Uh, yeah. And I would have got that first book in 16 or 17, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Yeah, I think I got it soon after it came out. Extreme Ownership. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's the one. Yes. And that book know. was... I don't even was know very... where mine is. That's sad. It's not, <laughs> my, it's not on my bookshelf. Now I'm I have, scared. I have two copies of it. I have the first edition, as he would say. <laughs> and yeah, then right. <laughs> have, and then I have the the re-release with an updated forward and updated content, which is really cool. And yeah, my, mine's of his books. definitely not a first edition. I'm going to have to find it now. I'm Ooh, to look. Ooh yeah. first edition yeah. usually wins. <laughs> um, anyways, so so he's super, super popular. He's got clips all over the internet. He's in all the motivational uh, videos you find on YouTube. Tons of reels have been made about him. He's a little memeable, but he's not nearly in featured in as many memes as, as Goggins is. They're both Navy SEALs. They've both written books. They both have incredible accomplishments behind them. Jocko has 2.8 million followers on Instagram as of this recording. So pretty big deal, right? Not many people in the world have 2.8 million followers. But is that a large amount of followers in the grand scheme? Let's dig deeper. Andy Frisella. <laughs> so another <laughs> another huge kind of old breed self-improvement influencer also been around since the mid 20 teens very 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 successful entrepreneur huge fitness influencer runs a big supplement company that's expanding to way beyond supplements now very cool to see that has a hundred percent also transformed my life in a in a similar magnitude to what Jocko has done for me inventor of 75 hard huge personal brand behind his his uh his business and doesn't do much on Instagram mostly does or in, entirely does stories but gets reposted all the time tons of reels tons of clips in all the motivational videos and quotes and all that again so sounds like a big deal right sounds like he he might be big time maybe he's got more followers than Jocko and in fact he does 3 million followers. So 200,000 more than Jocko as of this recording. So, you know, we're in this, this similar sort of space. Both of them, similar stories, been around similar amounts of time, similar content strategy, similar personal brands. Let's dig a little deeper. Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins has been around since, I don't know, the 80s. 
before, yeah, long, before, long time. <laughs> before either of us have been alive. He's advised presidents. He's advised the biggest athletes in the world. He's advised all of the wealthiest individuals in the world. And he is a guy you turn to for life-changing advice. And he has multiple Netflix documentaries behind him. He has a huge production team. He's been at this for a very long time. He has a bigger library of quotes than pretty much anybody else out there besides maybe Eric Thomas. Now, he's an old timer, right? Maybe he's not so big on the, on the social media game. It's totally possible. He has 6.6 million followers on Instagram. So we're at nearly double now. Or actually over double, sorry. 3 to 6.6. We're getting there. We're getting big. Right? This is big time for Instagram, isn't it? What do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I would say that that is a decent amount of followers. But I also have a fun fact about Tony Robbins. Oh, please share. He is 63 years old. He was born in 19, 1960, and he's been in motivational speaking since 1977 when he was 17 years old <laughs> that's what it says what <laughs> Year, years active 77 to present interesting so i know well i i shouldn't go down this road because i'm gonna misquote it and i don't want to do that he's got all these stories about his childhood and how he kind of formed himself into who he is today um it sounds like he had a fairly hard childhood, but it's interesting to hear he actually got into motivational speaking before he was an adult. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was promoting seminars for motiv- for uh, motivational speaker and author uh, Jim Ron or Roan. Oh, really? He worked for Jim Rohn? Yeah, so that makes some sense uh, now. Okay, okay, yeah. And Jim Rohn is, is another OG, but I didn't even look him up on Instagram because that's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's way beyond those years. Yeah, Instagram, in, you know, I, yes, all of this is based on Instagram followers, which isn't necessarily the best metric in the world out there. I'm well aware of that, but this is what we're using for this just to gauge general popularity and level of influence of people. So that's why I think it, it's worth worth uh, focusing on it on followers. So Tony Robbins, big deal, more than twice the size of, of Andy Frisella's reach, more than nearly three times the size of Jocko's reach. Um, so I want to take a pause. Well, now we'll talk about David Goggins. So, so Goggins kind of fitting into this same category of folks. He will post on Instagram a one minute video or so about, I don't know, twice a month, three times a month. And he'll usually be shirtless doing some kind of workout and yelling at you. <laughs> usually. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes he's uh, he's wearing clothes. <laughs> um, but really, it's a similar sort of message every time. It's talking about the, the inner bitch that you want to get rid of. It's talking about how you need to work harder. You, you can't make excuses there's always going to be adversity in your life. You have to just push through it. Those kind of messages. And that's great. Those are really positive messages. And he has been around for less time than Jocko, than Andy Frisella, and definitely than Tony Robbins. On Instagram, however, he has 7.3 million followers. So he has more than Tony Robbins. Interesting, isn't it? 
Yeah, especially when Tony Robbins has been doing it for so long, and it's probably one of the biggest motivational speakers of all time. Right. And Tony Robbins has more books, more podcasts, uh, more events. Andy Frisella and Jocko both. More podcasts, more books, more events than Goggins. And yet Goggins has a bigger social media reach than all three of them. So, is 7.3 million followers big time? Now, that was my next question in doing this research. Is this a normal level of influence, reach, celebrity in the world that we can really point to as saying this is somebody who is sort of shaping society as a whole? Because my theory in all of this is that self-improvement as a as a thing that you do, something that you focus on becoming in better shape, better at business, better relationships with the people around you, better in general and having a better life with a better mindset. It seems to be permeating most people around us. And maybe it's the fact that it has actually been around for a while, but with the with the advent of social media, we're seeing it actually touch more people's lives. And I would say for myself, YouTube specifically, and the YouTube motivational videos really injecting my brain with the mindset that some of these motivational folks have is what built me into who I am today, along with all of the programs and all of the work that I have done on myself in that time. It really started with hearing them talk and hearing them share their mindset at that early stage for me, where I was somebody who, yeah, I knew that going to the gym was a good idea, but I didn't know what kind of lifting to do. I didn't know that it made sense for me to do it every day and to pair it with a specific sort of diet that worked for me and to compare it with daily walks and all of that. And it was a big deal for me to really make that shift in my daily habits and my mindset that went along with it. And as I've done that, I see plenty of people who are following the same sort of approach and whether that's people joining the driven network and doing the same thing for themselves as a result of joining or whether they already were doing it and then are considering or joining the driven network as well. There's, there's people like that too, who, who are far along in their self-improvement journey. And it's interesting for me to think about, you know, how wide ranging really is this? So my research did not conclude there. And I went and thought about, you know, 7 million followers for Goggins. Is he the most popular self-improvement influencer out there? Probably. I don't know. I couldn't find anybody with more. I didn't dig forever, but that was the biggest number that I saw. <clears throat> but then let's talk about other celebrities. Just talk about pop culture icons in general. So <laughs> we'll start. I, I tried to find people who were kind of outside of my sphere for this one. Oh, okay. I, I was just about to say because I was I was a little upset with with your list at first. You know, I was like, man, where, I was like, where's Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Hello, and okay, then okay, now, okay. now you've made that statement because he's kind of in the realm. So well, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll look. Let's the Rock. Is that what his? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting number in there. Okay, so Megan the Stallion was my first. <laughs> was my first uh was my first 
peg for a normal celebrity. 30.9 million followers. What do you think about that? You think it's come out? Is it because she falls into a different category where people are generally looking for this sort of person on social media and they're not looking for the self-improvement influencers? I don't know because I really don't know anything about Megan Thee Stallion. So. I, I just know she does music. Yeah, that, that's about all I know too. <laughs> so. And she had the number one song for like a year, a, a month or two last year, maybe more. Yeah, and it's not my style of music either. No, uh, I've probably I, listened I, to the song once. I, I would say <laughs> that her style of music is very heavily promoted. So for her to have that much, I actually think it's probably too small. Interesting. Okay. In okay. my opinion. Okay, I hear you. So let's dive back into our sphere a little bit here. Jason Statham, my favorite normal celebrity, I would say. I think he embodies the sort of persona, especially in the movies, um, the, the transporter movies. That is like who I wanted to be as a kid. And so it meant a lot to me to to follow him and and think about him as a as a role model for for limited you know characteristics of his life well um i hate to break it to you rune i have no recollection of ever watching a transporter movie you should watch him and i like jason statham (laughs) so where did you see him everything else (laughs) everything else yeah pretty much everything i really liked him in uh wrath of man i thought it was a great movie did i watch wrath of man It's a good one. May have. Uh, Well, okay. So let me give you a brief synopsis for our listeners to who may have not seen the transporter series. So basically it is a, he's a professional driver for hire that does illegal driving or he drive, he does illegal driving for illegal acts. Put it better. Yeah. I guess guess I'm going to have to go watch the transporter. Yeah, there's a lot of cool fight scenes and cool car chase scenes. The first one, he's got an E38 uh, BMW 740IL with a kidnapped woman in the trunk. Um, the second one, he has the V10 A8L in like the early 2000s. I think it came out in like 05 or 06. And he's in Miami and he's helping save a kid who got kidnapped and was being held for ransom to poison a large portion of society. I forget why. Oh, yeah, it's just to the highest bidder was the the villain's justification for it. Um, but tons of cool. That was the first one I saw actually, even though it was Transporter Two. And there's a very cool cool Murcielago scene in it, which is also why I liked it. Uh, I forget Transporter Three. What happens now? I think he's back in the Audi though. You can yeah, you can get uh, behind that, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go watch the transporter. Yeah. See see if I did watch it, if if anything comes back to me. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, so Jason Statham has thirty seven point one million followers, so thirty million followers more than David Goggins. And I would and say I think- that's that's pretty accurate for Jason. Uh, I mean, he's not like I mean, he's a big actor, but I wouldn't say he's like the top echelon of 
pop culture <laughs> actors. Like like well, he's in good good stuff, but he's not out there like he doesn't have a personality outside of his acting. You're right. Okay, that's a better way to put it. He yeah. doesn't have a personal brand. He right. has an acting brand. Right. Yeah. So that's a good point, actually, in that somebody might be very, very well known, but their social media following may not reflect that just because their personal brand is fairly limited. And I mean, he has no reason to go out there and promote a personal brand unless he really felt there was an agenda behind it. But he doesn't just need to be out there for the sake of it. You know? Yeah. And you know, you know a movie I did really like him in? It is hmm. a car movie. Death Race. I love Death Race. Death Race is great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so those are some mid-tier celebrities, we'll call them. Uh, I looked up some top-tier celebrities, and now you've just added one more to the list, Dan, with The Rock. Heck yeah. We'll, we'll start with Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> which, so Beyonce, 312 million followers. That is almost the U.S. population. I know, right? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So she definitely has global reach Yeah, with, with that number. Uh, the Rock, 385 million followers. I think, I don't know. Wow, he's bigger than Beyonce? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm actually really impressed by that. Well... Who, I mean, who would you say, well, I, I'm not going to answer that. I'm not going to ask that question. It's not worth asking. I, I think if you think about globally recognizable people, he is one of them. Oh, I I agree with you. I, I think I he's just much... thought Beyonce being. Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. Well, Beyonce, it, it was, you know, she's, she's got businesses she's married to a celebrity she's been in the music industry for a very long time which i would have assumed was bigger than wwe maybe i'm completely wrong uh i just figured she'd have more followers than Dwayne, but i'm not mad at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so he wins that but he loses massively to cristiano ronaldo oh who, yeah you know, I put him on this list because I believe every time you start an Instagram account, he's the top recommendation. Probably, yeah. He's like Tom from MySpace. Oh, that's a little beyond my references, unfortunately. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have a MySpace. I've used it <laughs> twice, probably. Yeah, I don't. I never got into MySpace really. Anyways, Cristiano Ronaldo has 591 million followers. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's so, a lot. So now what we have established with all of that is that the self-improvement influencer sphere is actually tiny. We're talking about nearly one one hundredth of the size, which is quite sad. <laughs> um, and it also lends to my theory that I'm in a bubble and that the people around me who are pursuing self-improvement I'm only finding them because I am pursuing self-improvement. And that's where I've connected with everybody in the Driven Network. That's where I've connected with everybody from the coaching groups that I am in. Most of my connections in life are people who are in this realm. And they're all following all of these people. But there are obviously hundreds of millions and really in the world billions of people that aren't 
on this trend in the same way. And they may have gotten there in other means. They may not be following these people on Instagram, but still know who they are. So obviously the data is very murky, but there's still some truths that we can draw from it that pop culture icons who have no message whatsoever of self-improvement are significantly more popular than the most popular self-improvement influencers. And now Goggins is the most popular, but does he have the best message and is his stuff being reposted by every single other motivational channel on the internet being promoted in the right light? I would say no. I would say not at all, in fact, in that he is completely a meme. And the quote, the video of Joe Rogan talking to Cam Haynes about Cam Haynes' experience with David Goggins, which for those of you who don't know, Cam Haynes is the most famous bow hunter in the world. And he's also an ultramarathon athlete. He's also just an extreme popularity figure in the self-improvement space for his not only excellence with bow hunting, but his excellence with fitness and his mindset towards enduring life's challenges. But he also still works a job at his water company in Oregon. <laughs> did you know that about him? Or did I, you know about Cam Haynes? No, no, not not one I'm familiar with. Okay. Do you, what do was you know it? more about him now? Yeah, I do. I'm going to look him up right now, though. Okay. <laughs> well, so so he's famous for ultramarathons in the same way that Goggins is. And he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. And on that podcast, Cam recounts a story of going on an ultramarathon run with Goggins and then going and doing a gym workout. And it was this 30 mile run. He had a foot problem. Goggins did at mile 22. I saw saw this one. Yeah. Yeah. He had to take his shoes off. He was getting retaped. Cam Haynes thought, I'm not going to see Goggins again. Goggins freaking passes him and then runs up a mountain. And at the top of the mountain, Cam Haynes has a cameraman and asks the cameraman, how did Goggins look? And he was, the cameraman goes, well, um, so he, he had his shirt off and he was just screaming, they don't fucking know me. They don't know me. They don't know what, (laughs) and, and, uh, and Cam said, well, who was he talking to? Who was he yelling all that to? And the cameraman said, well, there's no one up here. And so he's just yelling to himself. They don't fucking know me. Now, after that, they go into the gym and they're in like a public gym, I think in Oregon. And apparently they had done reps on reps on reps. I've never actually watched the original video of this, but I've watched this clip a few times as it has come up in my scrolling of social media clips where David gets on incline bench and they got 95 pounds on the bar. So it's lightweight. And apparently this is set number like 26 or something like that. They did like 600 reps of incline bench at 95 pounds. And Goggins goes and does like 15 in 15 seconds. And they're lightweight reps, super easy. And then he starts struggling and Cam is counting him off 
to whatever he's trying to get to. I don't even know if they had a set number of reps they were trying to hit, but he's counting them up 16, 17, 18. And you can see Goggins is starting to struggle. But then you can hear him screaming into the camera and he's making eye contact with the camera. Between each rep, he just goes, they don't know me. One more rep. They don't fucking know me. One more rep. And then he starts saying, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? And he says. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely see this one. (laughs) And he says this a couple times. And it's in reference to his Navy SEAL training where he felt that it was his responsibility to carry the boats and the logs that they have to carry in SEAL training to beat his teammates or to support his teammates and to be the best in his crew. And he knew that he would have to work really, really, really hard to get there. But it was by working really, really hard that he earned this mindset in himself to work really freaking hard and do 600 reps of incline bench at a time like he was doing. So you've got this story of him screaming at the camera, who's going to carry the boats and the logs? Another rep. (laughs) I can't not laugh as I talk about it. The dude had like a mental break in the best way possible. Like it wasn't like a break where like it put him in this debilitating position where like he was going to do no more. It broke him in the best way possible. He's like, I can't be stopped. (laughs) Yeah. And he, and he goes into that mode a lot. It sounds like. Yeah, basically. And, and okay. So that was in a public gym. You got this dude screaming while benching a really lightweight. And you got another dude spotting him screaming Now that sounds like a high schooler. (laughs) Yeah. And unless you kind of know more about the guy, which you do have to dig a little bit beneath the surface to get that beyond just the clip that you see to know he's a Navy SEAL, to know what he's talking about in the message that's being distilled down into one sentence of who's going to carry the boats. It's, it's entertaining as hell. Like I showed it to my wife who, knows very little about this and she just started dying laughing because you've got this dude like mid freaking incline bench set making deadly eye contact with the camera and as intense as you can possibly muster he's going who's going to carry the boat <laughs> it's like yeah it's to to an outsider who doesn't know what he's talking about that's freaking intense and it's confusing also <laughs> right so that clip when i first came up with why i wanted to talk about this it was that clip that really is the thing that's been memed to the moon and i don't know i haven't tracked his follower count over the past you know year but i bet he was at four million followers six months ago or eight months ago hey this is arun from the future I just finished listening today to episode two of the Chips and Caviar podcast in which David Goggins gives an interview to Aaron Singerman and Rob Bailey from Chips and Caviar and he kind of goes off and he creates a very petty and negative environment for what he's talking about and and he's kind of disparaging the SEAL teams, he's disparaging a lot of people that have made 
comments about him and he's being way more aggressive than I felt they were about him. And uh, it just seems that outside of those little meme clips, maybe he is worth memeing. But anyways, I encourage you to go listen to that because it does give you a bit of a window into maybe how he's thinking about life right now, but also read his books. I do think you'll get a lot of value out of that. So with that, back to the regularly scheduled programming. And the only reason that he has blown up to the point that he has is because that clip got memed so hard on the Joe Rogan platform. Yeah, the the very first video I actually saw once you asked me to look was actually that exact story Yep, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yep, exactly right. So, that clip, is it really spreading the message of self-improvement? I would argue no. On the surface, no, it's not. It's entertaining. Definitely, yeah, definitely not in the way of the way it's been edited and clipped down. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. If you got like the full picture of what they were talking about on the Joe Rogan podcast, probably. But like, if you're chewing that down into like a 15 second TikTok, no way. Right. So it got me thinking then about a couple things. One. How do we get people into self-improvement? Because obviously it's still a very small piece of the world's consciousness in a way that's detrimental to the progression of humanity. And those are big, 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 big concepts that I just stated. But I believe it. I believe that, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, I am not the same person I was four or five years ago or especially before I got sober. And to think about how far I've come and to attribute it to the people that are in my life. And and not Dan, I want you to talk about this too. Like this is this is something that I think is a very very important type of messaging to get out there. And I'm wondering what the right way to do it is that really conveys the right message. So I kind of want to hear you know, what do you think about what I like? Do you agree with what I just said? Oh, yeah, there's no way I'm the same person I was five years ago. No way. Well, I was probably closer five years ago. But if you were to extend that out. Six, seven years ago, absolutely not. I'm not the same person <laughs> at all. And what do you think? Caused all the changes. Um having a traumatic breakup, meeting the love of my life, uh, you know, experiencing some life on my own, um, definitely probably changed that for me, you know, living on my own, having my own bills, Mm -hmm. uh, adulting. Yeah. Being an adult. Yeah. Learning to actually be an adult. Okay. Is there anything else? So, I mean, did, did all of those, cause I'm basically, I'm going to challenge you on that a bit because a bunch of people adult, but are are not in shape, not happy with their lives, not in jobs they they appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I mean, I I know you you do feel like you have a good outlook on where you're at right now. You know, physically, relationally, work wise. Like, what do you think? Was it luck that you fell into that, or was it something else? No. So, I I'm a firm believer that you know luck exists but it's not it's not what people think it is it's not just like oh you you're 
just at this place or you're at this point in time where something just hits you that kind of luck. No, it's more about positioning yourself to have that luck. It, which is why I perceive luck a little bit differently than some, mm-hmm. um, you have to force yourself into those situations and to be in the position I am now, I, I, you have to have some sort of motivational experience, uh, to want to push further. And I, I would say that that, that experience was part of my traumatic, you know, breakup and being away 700 miles away from home and not knowing what to do. Um, and that that specific experience and some of the things that were said to me and some of the things I heard, you know, it brought me some motivation that, OK, well, I'm not going to do what you're saying um, and I'm going to be better than that. And I feel like I have accomplished that to this date and time hmm. and, and, and will continue to accomplish that and stay motivated and be better. Uh, you know, for me, that that's how it goes for me and and people that are in that position and they want to be in that position and they think it's just going to strike them like lightning. I mean, hopefully they have that motivational moment for them someday, but it's, it's not going to strike them. Yeah. Well, so a couple things on that. I think everybody has a motivational moment that they could draw from because whether it's a traumatic breakup or or whatever it is, because, you know, we both shared our complete sort of life history stories on this and on this podcast. And, and we can point to specific events that did give us some fuel for the fire. Mm-hmm. That, that's fair to say. Yeah. I think you can have fuel. This is part this is a huge part of, of we are driven as a whole is that People can have a fueled fire, but they have no idea how to direct it. And that is what gets frustrating because so much of society is just going to say, no, you need three rest days a week and money to, to want to be rich is to be greedy and you shouldn't want that. It's just going to cause problems in your life and you should just have the same friends from high school till, the, till you die because they're your boys that you've been with forever. Oh, yeah, I would definitely say it takes having the right people in your life, whether they are physical or somebody you've never met, like a motivational speaker. Um, it, it, I have even found myself, you know, trimming the fat when it comes to, you know, relationships in my life, because I, I don't need this giant circle of friends to be happy. Like if I have my close, close niche people that, you know, if I call them up on any given Sunday at 3am, they're going to answer. They're going to help out. They're going to have some sort of advice. And I would do the same for them. Yep. You know, and they're also motivated people that want to do more. It's right. not, so, it's not someone that's sitting on the couch eating potato chips every day. Would and, you say that? Would you say they're driven? They, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you talking about, about the people that sit on the couch eating potato chips? No, no, no. You? Your, your circle. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, driven people. And and Heather is the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she doesn't like relationships with people that are not motivated to further their careers or, you know, to be a better human. Right. Yeah, having that 
having those people around you is key. But, and so this is something, and I did, he doesn't have an Instagram, so I couldn't look him up. Andrew Tate. Let's go oh, there. Yeah, yeah, he would have um, had an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Elon had bought Instagram instead of Twitter, then Andrew Tate would have an Instagram. Is he on Twitter? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll go and look. <laughs> Let's, we, can, we can check on that a second here. But he, so if it would load, let's see. So He, he looks has, funny with hair. So <laughs> I'm not going to start on that. <laughs> Um, so he, he is, he has 6.9 million followers on Twitter. So right around Goggins levels. On Twitter? Um, I'm not on the right page. <laughs> this new blue check mark thing by Twitter throws me off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this one shows 1.3 million followers. His, it's at Cobra Tate is his, his yeah. actual one. Oh yeah. This is Cobar Tate. okay well so kobar tate um where i'm going with this is he talks about the fact that he has touched the lives of a lot of younger men because it's very hard for people in general but you know to his demographic younger men to break out of the isolation that's so easy to find today with the advent of technological connectivity to everything you need in life that used to come from your community now can come from DoorDash and Amazon. You don't need to know your neighbors. You don't need to go out into the world to interact with people to survive, really. And so what you're left with is a bunch of really isolated people who don't have these positive influences really close to hand, and they are able to turn to social media and hear messages that are empowering and uplifting and that do encourage you to not only find self-improvement for yourself, but also to build that community around you. And again, that's what we are driven really is. And that's what it is for, for why we created it in the first place is to create a community of people with shared values who can empower each other to continue getting better. So that's, I think a huge piece of the puzzle is that these self-improvement influencers do create that kind of value for people that whether you're Goggins or Robbins or Frisella or Jocko or Cobra, not Cobra, Andrew, (laughs) and you, and you are able to spread that positive message. And that's, what's key that you're able to spread that positive message and you don't become a meme then you're going to lead by example. And this is where, so where I want to take this. And and Dan, I told you before the podcast, we're going to see where it goes. Here's where it's going. (laughs) Here Here is it. That if you find yourself on this path of self-improvement, the core value of leading by, leading by example is very, very crucial to what we just talked about, that this is the better way for society as a whole, humanity as a whole, is to promote and act upon the ideals of self-improvement in that becoming the best version of yourself is better for everyone. And it does have objectively measurable metrics that you can follow in order to be that best version of yourself. What do you, what do you think about that 
statement. I think you nailed it on the head uh, be, because if you're going to do this and you're, and you're going to be any sort of influencer or podcaster, whether it's small time or big time. Yeah. You have to lead by example to get people to follow you. And I mean, Andrew Tate, I wouldn't exactly probably follow his lead on some things, but <laughs> Um, controversial for sure. Yeah, and, and there are definitely influences out there that are definitely controversial. I, I would, I I love listening and watching Liver King, but I would never lead by his example. <laughs> like I I couldn't do it, not in a million years. I no, I and I like raw fish, but that's about it. So, so yeah, I, I think if if you're going to be in that self improvement for yourself and then for others. Yeah, leading leading by example is key. Yeah, but and so here's here's one other point to add to this is you can be yourself and lead by example. 100%. Which is which is cool because yeah, you may be memeable when you are yourself, but you may also just find the right level of popularity or reach to be able to positively influence people. And that's the goal. So whether you have 7.3 million followers or 2.8 million followers or 100 or 2,000 or 10,000 followers or whatever other metric you want to use for your reach and your influence, the key is that this is such a new space. And if you want to feel like you're adding value beyond yourself and you you're down this path of self-improvement you feel like you are continuing to learn but that you've also learned a lot and you see other people suffering from the same sort of afflictions that you used to have but have worked out of that you share the solution and that you're able to create that positive influence whatever level you're at and the thing is is each of these people has their own flavor like i know Goggins and Tate and Tony Robbins and Jocko and Andy Frisella, they don't agree on everything. No, they're all their own personality. Yeah. And same, same goal, but different personality for sure to get there. Yeah. And same, same goal insofar as they just want people to get better, which is admirable. Where you don't necessarily see that from these bigger names. I mean, I know The Rock can fall into motivational speaking sometimes, but 385 million followers are there mostly for his Sunday cheat meals and, and Terramana. Yeah. Which, you know, tequila is its own. And I know Andy Frisella also has a tequila company. So that's, yeah, it's own conversation. Um, It makes money. (laughs) It makes money, but when you're denouncing alcohol on one hand and then you have a tequila company on the other hand, I I agree. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, Beyonce, they're they're not out here, you know, sharing a super inspiring message for people. They're they're living their lives as famous people, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, and anywhere they go, there's a camera. They get a photo of it. They post it to their Instagram, and people are in awe. People are in awe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so that's where we're that's where we're landing today. Self improvement is a relatively new and small space, whether you believe that or not. 
the data is there to reflect it and don't let it turn into a entertainment source for you when it really can benefit your life. And whether Goggins is out there getting memed into a million different who's going to carry the boats references. The point is, is I mean, for one, for one, you can carry the boats, but for two, you know, his, his underlying more in-depth message really is valuable as is all the other follower, all the other influencers. And you just have to listen and believe it for yourself. And it took me years to figure that out. And we did a short form, a quick hit on this called Motivational Videos Work. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. But I think that's that's what I got on this message. Is there anything else you want to add, Dan? Uh, yeah, just another piece of, you know, fun fact. Messi is actually number two in the top uh, Instagram followers. So it's uh, Ronaldo, then Messi. So footballers. Big in- footballers. international uh, celebrities there. Did you look up like top followed Instagram people? I did, yeah. Okay, that's how you got. Number two is Messi. Yeah. Yep. Justin. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo, Peter. Messi, Selena Gomez, Kylie Jenner, The Rock, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, Chloe hmm. Kardashian, and Nike round out the top 10 if you Nike. exclude Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, technically Instagram is number one because they force everyone to follow them. So well, I unfollowed Instagram for sure. But yeah, so it's a it's it's an interesting top ten list there. Justin Bieber, two hundred ninety two million. Yeah, National Geographic's number uh, thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> There's some self improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, uh, but otherwise, uh, other things that I have for you, lovely listeners, uh, we are sponsored by, we are driven our main motivational brand behind this podcast. Uh, we have a few ways you can help yourself with motivation in your pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, in passion, whatever that may be. Uh, we have a free discord server where Arun wakes up bright and early in the morning, has his coffee, I think. Maybe, nope. a Jocko, maybe a Jocko energy drink. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> we'll post a, <laughs> post a motivational message for you to help you get amped up for the day and get you motivated. Uh, we're online with Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, TikTok via Arun's personal page, um, and wearedriven.co uh, for any other information. Uh, we do have a top-level coaching accountability private Discord group that is subscription-based uh, called The Driven Network. Uh, we, we have some members in there that you're able to network with and present your problems or solutions, whatever you, you have. Um, they have a weekly call every Wednesday, and they, they go through their wins and losses and listen to a lecture Arun has for them. It's a really great group. I really recommend you trying it. Um, and then you can represent our, your drive and wear our apparel. We have some really awesome T-shirts and hats. Um, they are at wearedriven.co if you'd like to purchase them. Um, and then Arun, what... Where can people find you on the interwebs? So I'm at Arun D. Kumar on TikTok and Instagram with less than 300 plus million followers. <laughs> but maybe you could help me get there if you don't follow me already. And I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook, also fairly active, posting occasionally. Uh, just at my name, Arun Kumar. And Dan, before we go to your socials, 
Um, I got to ask, where have you been the last few weeks on the Driven Network calls? <laughs> where have I been? Um, yeah. I have been running around with uh, my head cut off. Um, God, I hope no one can hear my phone ringing in the background. Definitely uh, hear your phone ringing. Yeah, great. Sorry, listeners. Um, yeah, th- this is this is my life. Uh, my phone <laughs> rings uh, off the hook now. Um, I, my company that I work for recently separated from uh, our corporate parent, and um, it's been a whirlwind trying to get things right. Um, you mm-hmm. know, make sure that we've got money going to the right places. And uh, if Arun, you saw my desk right now, you you would probably go nuts it's just covered in, <laughs> covered in invoices and it, it's uh, it, it's just it's project after project and uh i have found myself pushing some things off the boat to make room for my what i would call my number one priority is making sure that my job is secure and the business is secure so it's just been uh it, it's extra busy <laughs> yeah it's just been extra busy well yeah. i'll i'll say this you know, we fortunately record every Driven Network weekly call. And you can go back. There are over 50 calls in the library now where we've got all sorts of super valuable content on mindset, on tactical ways to improve yourself. And we're continuing to release those every week. You know, I've got, I've got, People coming into those calls every week, we're discussing their specific problems and we're able to get them on the best possible path towards success and, and living the driven lifestyle. I highly suggest starting with the one Alan did where he filled in for a rune. <laughs> it was a great episode. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was good. Um, all right, Dan, your social media. Uh, I am Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn, Dan underscore LaRue at Instagram and DLaRue95 on TikTok. Uh, But good luck with TikTok. I I have to be asked to go there and watch videos. Ha. Yeah, I got you on there. (laughs) Sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. We appreciate you listening very, very much. I hope you got something out of this for social media influencing in your life, leading by example, and knowing that you really are in a separate class if you're following the the world of self-improvement. And I really think it does set us apart in the sort of societal food chain. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're making that investment in yourself. Uh, this has been Arun and Dan. We appreciate you listening. And until next time, stay driven. Stay driven.